0: com draft guru Sean Sullivan is here with the Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford. Sean is going to run you through the week nine games, looking at the performances of rookies around the NFL and young players that he's keyed in on after the draft. Sometimes you don't hear about these guys, but you do right here. And of course, Sean has his current take on his beloved Buccaneers. Here he is, Sean Sullivan, Best in Class. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Best in Class. Coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa, I am Sean Sullivan. Welcome to the Best NFL Podcast in the country, sponsored by Joe Bucks, fan and Bill Curry Ford. Very exciting stuff going on. I'm in actually a good mood, and I know I'm about to go through the Bucks game, which is a, a somber subject, but the reason why I'm in a good mood is the store is about to open. The giant, the, the Bill Curry Ford history, the family, the being serving the Tampa community since 1958. I mean, it's all just amazing stuff. I'm so excited for the Tampa community to see it. The best thing you could do right now is wherever you are, please stop what you're doing. Go on your phone, your laptop, your your desktop. Type in BillCurryFord.com. Look at all of our amazing specials. We have some great stuff coming up for Black Friday. Please see that we have no charge pickup and delivery, no charge mobile service for recalls. I have free home delivery if you order a car online. I have concierge service where we order a car for you, deliver it at home, and I pay you to do it. A $500 gift card just for ordering a vehicle. We have so much going on right now, and of course, don't forget about the Nationwide Lifetime Warranty, which is no joke. We have been doing it for four years now. I have uh, plenty of testimonials that will discuss engine replacements with you if you question it or go to one of my competitors and they say, oh, the warranty, trust me, I tell you, I can give you a million examples. You can email me at bestinclass@billcurry.com. at I'll send you a million examples. Also, send me an email. Let's talk about sports, right? Let's talk about uh, the Bucks. Let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about the NFL. I'm all for 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 doing that. Again, I just finished up uh, a beach house problem that I had after the hurricane, where Josh Martin and his team at Florida Restoration, Elite Restoration, helped me. They are such generous, kind people. Conan at that uh, at, at, as well handled my thing from start to finish. Fought the insurance company for me. Got the work done in 48 hours, and I mean 48 hours, guys. Got the water out of my house, dried it out, fixed the issue, prevented mold from growing in my house. I just, I can't say enough about Florida restoration. So it's not just, I'm a customer, right? So it's a, this is a different type of advertisement, right? And then, of course, we have the Big Storm opening up very soon. LJ uh, and the Big Storm uh, Corporation uh, they have they have these restaurants and beer halls everywhere, I guess, now. And now they're going to have one at the Giant. So I'm very excited about that. But come and see us. Uh, all right. Now that we've paid the sponsors, let's get into some football, right? Buccaneers, Texans. Buccaneers lost 39-37. Uh, I'm not going to – I could spend 30 minutes discussing C.J. Stroud and how I said he was a can't-miss prospect. He was my number one quarterback. And I, I can sit there and say all the great things about C.J. Stroud and how – Carolinas are just morons for taking uh, Bryce Young and why anybody would trade up for Bryce Young and pass on C.J. Stroud. It makes no sense. Houston's now set up for the next 15 years. Congratulations, Houston Texans. You got a good head coach as well. But C.J. Stroud threw for 470 yards and five TDs, guys. I said he was good. I didn't say he was, you know, John Elway in his prime, all right? This sucks, watching this game. I was, at least it wasn't boring, right? At least I wasn't watching paint dry. I tell you what, that game against the Atlanta Falcons, Ira Kaufman was right. That game was hard to watch. I mean, I'm a Bucks fan. I was like, man, is there something else? Is there a soccer game on? I don't even like soccer. I want to – is bowling – or pickleball? Let's watch a pickleball match. My goodness, is our – do we have boring football? This game, we had some offense. You know, we had some stuff going on. And then again, again it comes down to coaching and execution, which we talked about last, last um, week. Go over some stats for you. Let me hit you with some knowledge, right? The last time the Buccaneers scored 37 points and lost, 1985. For those of you who were born uh, in the 2000s, 1985 is a long time ago. That's the last time the Bucs scored 37 points and lost, to the Detroit Lions in 1985. Every week since the bye week, every week since we played the Lions, we had a nice bye week. We're supposed to get healthy. Our defense was supposed to get healthy. We've given up more yards every single week since the bye week, culminating in 496 yards to a Houston Texans team which scored – 13 points last week against the Carolina Panthers. Yes, that's correct. You heard me right. We had no pass rush in the second half of this game. And then I find out, you know, that we that we played zone most of the second half. So that explained a lot. Of course, our team's not set up to play zone. Our team is set up to play man, But we played zone in the second half to allow a quarterback that's not mobile to stand in for four seconds and find 40-yard passes down the field. You're never going to make me understand why Todd Bowles – who is an exotic blitz master is just letting a quarterback stand back there like a statue, hold the ball for three to four seconds, and deliver the ball down the field on t- with with perfect um, precision passing. To by the way, rookies. This gets me to the, to another part of this process that I I can't listen to Todd Bowles' press conferences anymore. They don't make any sense. Please keep him away from the microphone. When he says things like, we're still learning, we're still learning, we're still learning. My God, man, you just played a team. The guy's the, – the, uh, what a quarterback that's played eight games in his NFL career. Did He just learned the new offense. He's throwing to rookies, right, and free agent pickups from the street. He's just throwing for 496 yards against you. Please tell me how other teams – and, oh, this is going to – Lee's going to love this. They rushed for 26 yards. So I don't want to hear that in today's NFL, you need to have a running game because you don't. You, you, they scored 39 points against the Bucks without a running game. They didn't even have a starting running back play, right? So with Damian Pierce, so out of, out of, out of Florida. So it's driving me crazy. No more excuses. I don't want to hear, oh, w- you know, we're still learning how to block zone or we're still, we're still getting used to rush lanes or, or we're still we have players that play that can't play zone. Well, whose fault is that? And who's picking the players? Uh, I I mean, what are you doing? You made us look ridiculous as Buccaneers fans. By the way, this takes me back, man. This this takes me back to to the 80s and 90s when we were just you know terrible. And you know we've won three games this year. We're going nowhere. Uh, especially like if we lose to the Titans, you know the season's over, right? So that'll be another rookie quarterback. So if we lose to the, to the Titans next week, we would be three and six. We'll tr- and we'll beat Carolina and we'll we'll find a way to win a couple of other games. So just so we can make sure that we get out of good um, draft position. This is what we do every time. I watched the Bucks for fourteen seasons win five games, so they made sure they couldn't get a good draft pick. I don't know who who makes the decisions here, but if you don't make the if you know you're out of the playoff race. You shut it down, and you tried to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. You stop screwing around trying to win six games. What are you proving? The only thing you're proving is how stupid you are, looking at our depth and, and seeing what our rookies do. We have 13 rookies on this team, right? We should be playing those guys. We should be seeing what we got. We should see what we have in, in Trask. We should, and and I'm, this is no knock on Baker Mayfield, because I think he's playing excellent football, but he's not our future. And you guess what? Because the Glazers won't fire Todd Bowles until the end of the season, that's the problem. You fire him now or next week if we lose to the Titans, then, then the, whoever takes over interim coach can go, let's see what we got. Todd Bowles has no dog in this hunt. He doesn't want to see and develop players if he knows he's on his way out. He's trying to win every game and screw up our draft position, and then he's not developing any young players. That's the problem with waiting till the end of the year. If the Glazers know they're firing Todd Bowles, you fire him now. You put, I don't know, Dave Canellis in charge of the team. Who doesn't matter. And then you say, I want all of these young players developed and playing so we can see what we have for next year. That's what a real franchise does. That's why real franchises don't go 14 years without a playoff appearance because they know when they have to rebuild, you make the decision to rebuild. Our salary cap will be clean next year. We draft a QB and you start over. And I'm okay with that. Right now, be, I feel like we're in purgatory. It's like, we know we're not a good team, but we're not a really bad team either. It's just, it's very frustrating. I'm going to go over a couple more points, and then we're going to move on. I saw, I, I rewatched the game. I know Steve's going to listen to my podcast. Steve, when you rewatch the podcast, how many guys did you see jogging around? I saw a ton. I saw a ton of our defensive players uh, at half speed jogging around. Uh, I saw very little effort from some of the players. Does that mean that Todd Bowles has lost a team? Because I would think that if they thought this was a must-win game, if this was a must-win game, because Baker Mayfield for sure thought it was, I can tell you that. He played his heart out. But there were defensive players loafing, loafing, loafing. They must not really care about Todd Bowles because they're going to get him fired. At, at the end of the first half, again, this is my problem with Todd Bowles. He doesn't know how to manage a game. We had three timeouts. Um, Houston was okay just running the clock out. If we had used our timeouts and the two-minute warning, we would have got the ball back with one timeout in a minute and 46 seconds roughly um, to see if we can move the ball into field goal range. Our field goal kicker has excellent range. We were returning the ball well. And then it's so interesting to me that our field position in this game was better than Houston all game long. We had no turnovers. They had turnovers. uh, Our penalties were virtually the same, and yet we lost. It's just crazy. But, again, adjustments at halftime, we make zero adjustments. Houston came out of that that third quarter and they said we know how to we, we know what we're going to do to shut down the Bucks' offense and we know how we're going to move the ball on the Todd Bowles defense and they did it and they did it successfully. I'm going to touch on pass rushers for one second. I don't know. I've been talking about pass rushers for five years. It started with Brian Burns. I said we needed Brian Burns. He's one of the top pass rushers in the NFL. We didn't draft him. Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I said, please get Josh Allen. We decided to go with an off-ball linebacker. Josh Allen's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Uh, last year, I wanted George this. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs, won the Super Bowl. He's got eight and a half sacks already this year. He's a tremendous pass rusher. We passed on him uh, to draft Logan Hall. It just, I, can, I can just give you so many examples of me wanting pass rushers. And then this team has no pass rush. When we rush four... And when Vea was back in there, you saw a great game by Kansi, which is what I talked about last week. That's a team effort right there. Kansi can't do it without without Vea's double team. So I think he's a good player. I think he's a good draft pick. I'm just saying, we have no outside rush, and it's killing the team, murdering the team. Speaking of Kansi, he had four tackles, one tackle for loss. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, three tackles for loss and a sack. Congratulations to Kansi. What a what a terrific um, game that he put together. Cody Mock is improving, but he's still a rookie. I mean, he reminds me of Kappa, where he has like three terrible plays and then one just physical dominant play where you see his talent. Yaya Diaby didn't have a tackle in the game. Uh, we, we, you, see a, you see some Payne Durham in this game. Uh, Trey Palmer had three catches for 51 yards. It looked like we tried to force the ball to Palmer a couple of times. But listen, I'm not talking about the offense. The offense scored 37 points. I don't care what anybody says. Leave the offensive alone right now. They scored. They did their job this game. The defense was disgusting. And if one more Joe Bucks fan person sends me an email about Devin White, I'm going to absolutely go insane. Devin White is not a Pro Bowl linebacker. He is a average linebacker. There is nothing special about Devin White. In pass coverage and blitzing, he got a sack because he was unblocked. He didn't beat a blocker, he didn't do a pass rush move, he didn't he didn't win with anything. He was unblocked in the game. And if he's and listen, if he's playing with a groin injury and it's still bothering him, and it's making him this bad of a player, because he's he's over pursuing, over pursuing and missing tackles and not being able to get off blocks. If this if he's playing through an injury, then I'm sorry, Devin. You have my apology. But if this if he's not playing through an injury, then you have to let him walk at the end of the year and not pay him that money just because he's not making a difference in the game. Uh, as far as Houston, um, who obviously has drafted well, they drafted C.J. Stroud number two overall. He was 30 of 42 for 496 yards or whatever, 11 yards a throw. So basically every time he threw the ball, he got a first down. Five touchdowns, 147.8 QB rating, which is the best you can get. Congratulations to State Stroud. He now owns five NFL records. He just broke... Andrew Luck's record. He already owns Peyton Manning's record. He broke Justin Herbert's record. So he's going on to have a historic rookie season. Not a surprise to me. I called it. Alabama Edge Will Anderson Jr. This was an Alabama pass rusher, had three tackles in the game, uh, two tackles for loss, and he got a full sack in the game. So I know that makes uh Alabama fans happy. Tank Dell, who was um their third round draft pick out of Houston, he's like five foot nothing, weighs like ninety pounds. Had six receptions for 114 yards, 19 yards of reception, and two touchdowns. Uh, Noah Brown just made it. These guys, these guys made us look ridiculous. These, and this, this tank tells a rookie, guys. I don't want to hear how, oh, it takes us eight games to figure things out. How come these other teams figure it out in one game? And we're going to get into some other games with that stuff too. Alabama linebacker Henry 2-0, uh, 2 five tackles, two tackles for loss. Um, he looks like he's a winner. There's nothing really else I want to talk about. Uh, just a huge – Red flag to the Glazers. It's time to move on. You guys have got to make a decision now. Our salary cap situation should be somewhat fixed next year. We have a lot of dead money dropping off. You just need to rebuild. Just bite the bullet and rebuild. And, and when I say rebuild, I'm talking about a 24-month rebuild. The Houston Texans uh, are gonna are already good after one draft and a coach change. The Houston Texans actually might make the playoffs this year, guys. And they, and they were awful last year. This is how much difference new coaching and a new quarterback does. I don't know. Maybe we go out and get Jim Harbaugh and draft Drake May, and then the whole the whole thing turns around in one year. We'll see. Moving on to the Titans and the Steelers. The Steelers won 20-16. to 16. Really interesting. Uh, uh, Peter Strzenski, which was the 11th overall pick of the Titans, left with an injury. I don't have an injury update on him. Kentucky Wildcat uh, Will Levis, which was their second-round draft pick, 22 of 39, 262 yards and an interception, um, 66.4 quarterback rating. If you listen to my podcast last week, I discussed how impressed I was with him in his first start, but I said the problem with him is consistency. Uh, He had the same problem at Kentucky, so he came back and threw for no touchdowns an interception, 66 quarterback rating, 6.7 yards per per throw. So, again, everybody's going to say, well, rookies have ups and downs. Yeah, well, C.J. Stroud doesn't, right? There are guys in this that you can see that are different than everyone else. And, I, and when I do my quarterback breakdown for the 2024 draft, I'm going on record now on November 8th, 2023. I'm telling you right now, the 2024 quarterback draft will be better than the 1983 draft in the NFL for quarterbacks. There were six quarterbacks taken in the first round. I believe that that will be the record will be broken depending on who comes out, right? I can't control who stays in school. But right now, there are eight first round draft pick quarterbacks that I would put in the, the first round and that I think other scouts would put in the first round. Um, And I think that three are elite that are difference-making franchise-changing quarterbacks. And as I'm talking about Marino, Elway, and uh, Kelly, that's what I'm talking about right now. And I know those are big names to throw around. People don't listen because I'm not wrong about quarterbacks. I'm always right. Haven't been wrong yet. So when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I haven't been wrong. So... Listen to me when I do my quarterback breakdown because um, I've been uncannily correct. Like the Vegas should follow me right now because I've been able to nail these guys. And I tell you what, I don't know what scouts are looking at. I think they, get, they fall in love with someone or its ego or whatever. But, man, do they miss these guys. Bryce Young was never a guy for me. Go back and listen to my podcast. I broke it down and said, this is not a franchise quarterback guy. This guy should not be taking number one overall. I don't know what these people are doing. Same thing I did the year before when it was Hutchinson uh, versus Walker. I said, this is a crazy conversation. Hutchinson's clearly the better player. What do scouts look at? Is it the general managers? Are, they, are the scouts right? And, all, and I'm wrong. And what I'm saying is what I'm saying is what I'm wrong. I'm saying, am I wrong about the scouts? The scouts actually know what's going on. And the general managers are just morons. I don't know. Or it's the head coaches that get involved and in are just morons. I can't, I can't tell you what it is, but there should not be this much miss uh, on, on draft picks. Because I'm telling you, it's not that hard when you're doing the research to see who's going to make it and who's not. There's, some of them just have it. Michael Penix Jr. has it. Whatever it is, I don't care what his measurables are. I don't care how hard he throws the football. I don't care about his knee injuries. I don't care that he's 26 years old. I could care less. He has it, he just has it, and and he's gonna be he's gonna be Boomer Esiason reincarcerated, and uh, and he's gonna be Brett Favre left-handed. I mean, there's this guy is phenomenal. I'm gonna break. I mean, I'll break down the quarterbacks. It's gonna be a great episode. I'm very passionate about quarterbacks and running backs. So, um, but we'll go through that. So we just talked about Will Levis. We play him this week. If he beats us, uh, I mean, what are we gonna do, right? Uh, Tulane running back Ty J Spears uh, third round draft pick 5 carries 18 yards not much to talk about Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones uh, for the Steelers is playing extremely well his 14th overall pick Penn State Joey Porter which is my second um, corner behind Christian Gonzalez pick number 32 I actually picked him to go to the Steelers that they were going to draft him three tackles uh, in the game one pass defense the guy actually asked to cover DeAndre Hopkins and he was physical with them all night and and you can see it got in Hopkins' head Um, so do I think that he's a terrific cover and quarter? No. Do I think that he is a terrific physical football player? Yes. I think that he his physicality seems to alter the game for the for the wide receiver. I think he's a little handsy. I think he commits some penalties right now, but I think you're getting the more good than bad with him. Wisconsin defensive tackle, Keanu Benton, had two tackles, two tackles for loss. Darnell Washington, uh, Georgia tight end that I really loved as a blocking tight end, has really been helping them in the in the running game. Um, He had a couple of catches in the game. So again, the uh, Steelers beat the Titans twenty to sixteen. Dolphins Chiefs Chiefs won twenty one to fourteen. The game was played overseas. It it really takes for me. It takes it really takes away the game where I can't really get into the game because it was in Germany. It was early. It didn't feel right. I didn't think that Miami was on their game. Uh, so there's really not much to talk about here rookie-wise except for Rasheed Rice, the second-round pick out of SMU of the, of the Chiefs. He had two catches for 17 yards and a touchdown. Again, he's a red zone um, target for Patrick Mahomes. Next game is the 4-5 uh, and five Falcons in the 5-4 and four Vikings. The Vikings won 31-28. An interesting thing is Josh Jobs, um, Dobbs literally got off the plane four days ago prior to this game, learned the offense, goes out, and um, – you know, carries the ball seven times for 66 yards and a touchdown. Throws for 200 yards. Really manages the game well. I just don't want to hear about how long it takes to get settled in because it doesn't seem to be taking these other people any time. Again, the Vikings won this game 31 to 28. The Vikings have a star in USC wide receiver Jordan Addison, one of my favorite receivers, 23 overall, five catches, 52 yards. Jaron Hall got the start. He was their fifth round draft pick at a BYU. Um, he went out with a concussion when the game first started. He was 5 of 6 for 78 yards when he went out with a concussion. That's when um, Dobbs came in the game and rescued the, the Vikings. As far as the Atlanta Falcons are concerned, when their head coach gets fired, I want him to remember the stats that I'm going through right now. Texas running back, B. John Robinson, the number one eighth, the 8th eighth overall pick, the superstar that is B. John Robinson. The guy has made spectacular plays in this game. Didn't play against the Bucks, right? Said there was some type of uh, injury. Or illness, I'm sorry, illness. He got 11 touches in this game. Do you know what he did with 11 touches? He rushed for five yards a carry on 11 touches. So, But that's all they gave him, 11 touches. The eighth overall pick. This guy is a superstar. This guy should have 20 touches a game, passing, running. Based on this, the guy should be in contention for rookie of the year, uh, except for Atlanta. They're just not using him. I don't know what they're doing. Every time the guy touches the ball, he's electric. I think you should fire the head coach just for the usage of B. John Robinson. If I was the GM, I'd be like calling him on his cell phone to say, hey, let me ask you a question. We invested the number one eighth overall pick in the draft in a running back um, that everyone says is a superstar. And every time he touches the ball, he seems to have more yards uh, than any other player on our team. Um, Do you think we can get him the ball? Morons. Just – they're just morons. Syracuse offensive lineman Matthew Bergeron, the 38th overall pick, has had a – a very solid uh, guard season. Ohio State defensive end, Zach Harrison, the number 75th uh, overall pick. Three tackles, um, three solo tackles uh, for the Falcons, but they lost to the Vikings 31-28. The Vikings are now in playoff contention at 5-4 and four with a makeshift running back and a makeshift uh, quarterback situation with their top player out of the game. With, with uh, Jefferson hasn't played in three weeks, and they're still winning. So – that, go figure. I don't know how they do it because it they must be because their offense and defense isn't as complex as the Bucks apparently. Um, Cardinals and Browns. Uh, the Browns blew the Cardinals out 27 to nothing. Really nothing to say here. The Cardinals are playing for the number one overall pick. You want to know why? Because they started um, Houston QB Clayton Toon, um, which was their last pick in the draft. He went 11 of 20 for 58 yards. That's right. The guy completed 11 passes. For 58 yards. For for math, there's 2.9 yards, and he threw two interceptions. He was awful. It was an awful game for him. Uh, The Cardinals didn't have a chance. The Ohio State uh, offensive tackle, Paris Johnson, uh, obviously is is, uh, playing for them. Uh, Let me see, is there anybody else? Oh, the Stanford wide receiver, Michael Wilson, was the 94th overall pick. Has 25 receptions for 425 yards and two TDs. He didn't play in this game. I just wanted to point out that he's had a terrific season, and I might not have mentioned him prior. He was not a guy in my radar. Uh, I did not go over Michael Wilson uh, in depth in my wide receiver breakdown. I didn't think he was very special. But um, he's actually doing a very good job for a very poor team. 25 yards, 425 receptions, two TDs. Uh, Rams-Packers. The Packers are now 3-5. and five. They beat the Rams 20-3. to The Rams got awful quarterback play from Britt Brevin. Uh, that was really bad. Uh, Tennessee edge Byron Young, the 77th overall pick third round of the Rams, had 10 tackles in the game, uh, 8 solo tackles, and a sack. So congratulations, man. That's a tremendous game. If you're a Gator fan, you know who he is. He destroys the Gators. He destroyed the Gators two seasons in a row. BYU wide receiver Puka Nakua uh, for the Rams, uh, 177 pick overall. Had three receptions, 32 yards. Again, not much production because the quarterback play was pretty awful. Uh, Moving on to the Packers, uh, their first-round draft pick, Iowa Edge, Lucas uh, Van Ness, two tackles, two solo tackles. One pass defense. Um, their second-round draft pick, Oregon State tight end, Lewis Musgrave. Three catches, 51 yards, and a TD. He's really coming on of late. Wouldn't say that much about love. Uh, love is terrible. Washington and Patriots, right? Great game. I, I actually liked watching this game. 20-17, uh, to 17, uh, the Commanders win. The Commanders are now 4-5. and five. They got a chance to, to to get back to 500. Sam Howe, the fifth-round draft pick out of North Carolina last year, 29-45, 325, uh, for, and a touchdown, 84 quarterback rating. Last week, guys, he he threw for 400 yards for the Washington Commanders. So Sam Howe, a guy that I talked about last year being the most accurate quarterback coming out of the uh, draft, it has now been backed up by coaching staff, who is now saying that Sam Howe is one of the most accurate quarterbacks they've ever seen. Um, that's our own offensive coordinator, Dave Canales. He is pinpoint price, uh, uh, pinpoint passing. He has rushed the ball well. He has no offensive line. He's putting up huge numbers for Washington. I think that he has a, he has a really good chance to develop into a starting quarterback, long-term solution for the Washington Commanders. That's if they don't uh, get uh, a wholesale coaching uh, coaching changes. But I hope that doesn't happen. Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, the 16th overall pick of the Commanders, three three tackles in this game, two pass defense. Uh, And also their second-round pick, Illinois uh, defensive back, Jartavius Martin, didn't play in the game, but he's had a really solid season. The Patriots' first-round draft pick, Christian Gonzalez, is still hurt. Um, And Keon White uh, out of Georgia Tech um, didn't play in the game. Their fourth-round draft pick, Sacramento State linebacker, Marte Mapu, five tackles, four solo tackles. That's a guy that Todd Bowles really liked. Moving on to the Bears and the Saints, the Saints won 24-17. Got nothing to say about the Saints. Uh, They probably cheated to win this game. Um, Hopefully lose their franchise. Uh, The Bears got terrible quarterback play from uh, Tyson uh, Badgett, uh, free agent a Shepard. He had three interceptions in the game. He did not play well. Uh, As far as the Bears draft is concerned, Darnell Wrights played well, which was their first-round draft pick. Gervin Dexter Sr., defensive tackle out of Florida, which was their second-round draft pick, has – has played well against the run. Miami corner Tyreek Stevenson, this is the guy that went a little lower in the draft in the second round where he could have went higher, but I think he's played pretty well for the Bears. Five tackles, one solo tackle, one pass defense. I think with the Bears uh, going in with, right now with the first and second round draft pick, I think you guys, you guys go Kalen Williams, Marvin Harrison. You trade uh, Justin Fields and call it a day. And then you just changed you just turned your entire franchise around uh, seahawks ravens Ravens won thirty seven to three over the seahawks Couldn't couldn 't feel better about this. hope Pete Carroll uh, gets fired retires i don't i, I don 't know um, His wife leaves him his car breaks down. I hope his horse dies whatever um, guy 's a terrible person can 't stand to sea chickens. I uh, hope they never win a game. Their entire city is a joke as far as the ravens are concerned, uh, they are now seven and two. They look like probably the best team in the NFL right now. There's no rookies that I want to go over, but, uh, I, but you know, Zay Flowers is a guy I really liked. The Ravens are d- just dominated the line of scrimmage offensive and defensively, and they're just such a well-coached hardball team. Uh, congratulations to the Ravens fans. I know that I have several Ravens fans that listen to the podcast. Um, the Colts and the Panthers, uh, the Colts won 27-13 over the Panthers. This was kind of a walk in the park for a Colts team that's not supposed to be very good. They're four and five now. Panthers fall to one and seven. Anthony Richardson, the number four overall pick for the Colts, of course, is still out for the year. Their wide receiver out of North Carolina, Josh Downs, um, didn't have a very good game, but didn't really need to have one. Northwestern defensive tackle, Anabore, the fourth round draft pick, had two tackles, two solo tackles, and a sack. Congratulations to him. The Carolina Panthers, uh, first overall, number one overall pick, uh, Bryce Young, had his worst game as a pro, passed for 173 yards, threw three interceptions, two pick sixes. Um, apps look like hot garbage Uh, congratulations to Bryce Young make some more commercials man because you you're going to need it you're going to need the money Jonathan Mingo, their second-round draft pick out of Mississippi, uh, had a couple of catches in the game. He's actually he's shown some some signs of coming to life, but uh, this was just a bad all-around game for uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers. Florida State defensive back Jamie Robinson is a guy I kind of liked, and I think Todd Bowles liked him too. Number 145 overall pick had a had a very good uh, uh, game, four and four pass defense. So congratulations to him. Uh Giants, Raiders. Raiders uh won this game thirty to six after they fired their general manager and head coach, uh Aiden O'Connell. Their rookie uh passed for two hundred nine yards. Really wasn't a great game for him, but he really didn't need it. Josh Jacobs really just just took over and defensively the Raiders were just all over the Giants. Max Crosby had three sacks in the game. As far as the Giants draft picks, they drafted Deontay Banks, number twenty-four overall. Seven tackles, four solo tackles, a pass defense. Um, as far as the Raiders are concerned, um, Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson, which was the seventh overall pick, had four tackles, um, three solo tackles and a half sack. Uh, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame um, had a catch in the game. Uh, it was the 35th overall pick. Um, but congratulations to the Raiders. Man, what, what is showing after you clean house and then you, you put Pierce in charge as a, an interim head coach and basically just let the players play? Uh, congratulations on that. Um, again, um, Aiden Connell had uh, was 16-25, 209, 88.4 uh, yards per throw, 90, 90 average. No touchdowns or interceptions. Congratulations on that. Um, Cowboys-Eagles, Eagles won twenty-eight twenty-three. 23 This was actually a really great game to watch. Um, there's no rookies I wanted to go over. I'm sorry the Eagles won. I'm sorry to my friends who listen to the podcast who are Eagles fans. I hate the Eagles ever since the Joe Jeravicius issue if you don't know that please google it uh, learn you know it'll it'll learn something about the eagles for you uh, the eagles are now 8 and 1 4-0 at home cowboys are now 5 and 3 bengals bills right so this was a great game a great game for for Joe Burrow 348 yards 2 TDs no interceptions they won 24-18 over the bills the bills guys just don't look like a great team i'm sorry they're now 5 and 4 i think the bucks you know should have you know, i'm not even going to get into that um, the Bengals look like they're turning things around at 5-3. and three. They're definitely moving in the right direction. Although Jamar Chase has a back injury, we'll see how bad that is. Uh, no rookies I want to go over. Chargers-Jets, I uh, did watch this game, guys, every snap. It was very difficult to watch. Chargers won 27-6. Herbert's dealing with that broken uh, finger. You can really tell it's bothering him. So he didn't really light up the scoreboard, but they still scored 27 points. If you score three points against the Jets, you're going to win. The Jets can't score points. Zach Wilson's horrible. Um, I mean, my goodness. And they don't do him any favors either. That offensive line's terrible. They give him these long pass routes. They, they should be doing little short passes in the first half, and they don't, shouldn't do anything long until the second half, until the pass rushers are, are, are worn out. The Chargers pass rushers had so much pass rush, they got tired of sacking him. I think Boza had three sacks in this game, maybe three and a half sacks. Khalil Mack had uh, two sacks, maybe two and a half sacks. They just got tired of sacking him. It was, uh, it was just awful to watch. It was an awful game. Congratulations to the Chargers, who we went back to 500. All right, that wraps up uh, this week's best in class podcast. Again, I look forward to, uh, to uh, seeing you guys next week. Please visit us, visit us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Visit us at BillCurryFord.com to see all of our amazing specials. The new showroom opens right after uh, Thanksgiving, so we're very excited about that. Concierge service, free mobile um, pickup and delivery. Free uh, recalls at your home, 30-minute oil changes, charging stations top uh, in the area. It's it's going to be absolutely outstanding. I can't wait for everybody to see it. Shout out to LJ and Big Storm uh, and our partnership and um, to Josh Martin at Florida Reg- uh, Restoration, Florida Elite Restoration, and all the help that you and Conan did for me and my own personal house. I really appreciate that. And I wish Mr. Curry's birthday was uh, on Friday. Happy uh, birthday, Mr. Curry. And the Curry family, who has been very kind to not only the Tampa community, but to my family uh, and employs several hundred employees in Tampa and uh, and in the entire organization, you know, over 500 employees um, just in this Curry side. So uh, they just they're just such great people. And buying and selling and fixing cars is hard, guys. Um, And we try to do it the best we can. So uh, please give us the opportunity. I want to shout out to a Joe Bucks fan listener. Uh, he's a big Ira Kaufman fan, uh, and I'm talking about Gary. And um, he bought a Lightning from Bill Curry Ford, and he I, I, actually came in today, brought his sister in to buy a new F-150 Lariat, um, which she's very happy about. And I can't be happier when Joe Bucks fan comes in. He said, Sean, I'm going to buy the truck, but I want 20 minutes of your time to talk Bucks. And I'm like, I'm yours. So very exciting stuff. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, enjoy your ride home, and go Bucks. We'll see how it goes against Titans.